Hi, everybody. It's Tamia, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. Today, I'm joined by my sister, Sabrina Wood. Hey, hey. And Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hey, hey. And we are going to discuss the women of color that hold the ship together. The ship together. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to sing the praises of the unsung heroes, the woman of color who is actually the engineer who actually keeps saving the ship and duct taping and MacGyvering that bad boy back together so the whole crew can be safe all the time. And when we started thinking about this, our two favorite women engineers of two different inter- uh, franchises came to mind that we want to talk about. Belana Torres from Star Trek and Naomi Nagata from The Expanse. And uh, so in general, it's important, we thought, to do a show about these women because they're women of color uh, who are uh, showing the amaz- their amazing capabilities through uh, science and technology. Um, but Sabrina, do you have any other reasons why we wa- want to tell everybody why we wanted to do a show like this today? Well, I think why I wanted to do these two is because they're fully drawn characters. They have a lot of backstory. They're not just the engineers. You know, they, they don't just come up like, you know, Scotty would just like fix those engines. And you didn't really know a whole lot about him. Naomi definitely has a great arc and expanse. And Balana, uh, she did a lot of growing on Voyager. So uh, I really enjoyed that whole thing. And I think um, and I think this will happen. Both of these women deserve a whole podcast all to themselves. But today we're going to talk about them and their engineer uh, suits with their little, you know, pocket protectors with the little screwdrivers. That's how we can talk about them today. <laughs> and hypospanners. <laughs> and hypospanners. <laughs> yeah. Those. Exactly. Exactly. So we know uh, Belana Torres. Most of us are familiar with Belana Torres from Star Trek Voyager. Um, and uh, she was made the chief engineer on that. She, she was a, a vi- originally a member of the Maquis. Um, and uh, General impressions of Belana Torres. What do you think of when you think about Belana Torres, Yvette? Uh, complicated, very complicated, but um, really smart. You know, so smart she she outsmarts herself sometimes. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I love I love that character. She's probably my favorite character on Voyager. Um, I'm not a huge Voyager fan, but I do love the fact there's a lot of strong women on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I really love Bolana because like, uh, Sabrina says, she has a great arc. So I, you know, everything about her is pretty awesome because she's not perfect. You know, she's very fallible and she has a lot of flaws. I, I love that about her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Sabrina. Well, just as Yvette says, uh, Voyagers may be not my favorite absolute favorite of the franchises. I love it. And I want to give a shout out to Say uh, Shandrine, the, the fan group on Facebook, and my friend Cheyenne, who, for bringing me into the Voyager realm, you know, I was sort of like, you know, just going around in Facebook back in the day, just checking out some groups, and I fell, about, fell into this one. And they started, you know, listing all these episodes and talking about it. I was like, on Voyager? This happened on Voyager? 
I, I, I got to go look at this again. So right. everything looks a little different in binge mode. Yes. And I definitely developed a love for this show in binge mode, and especially Belana Torres. She just comes in there kicking and screaming, you know, ridges, ridges <laughs> blaring. Just, just, the girl just got like no filter. And I loved it. And I loved what happened to her in dealing with the other women on this show, not the men, but the women. I find it very interesting. So when Seven of Nine comes in and Captain Janeway, and we'll talk about that a little bit, I, I really love the way they wrote those characters and that relationship, those two relationships. Right, right. And for people who might not be familiar with Star Trek Voyager and the characters listed on there, Belana Torres was half Klingon and half human. And uh, she had gone to Starfleet Academy, but she dropped out. And when she dropped out, she joined the Maquis, which was a, a band of rebel fighters. Depending on who, who's, uh, who's telling the story, they're either terrorists um, or they're rebel fighters, um, <laughs> freedom fighters. And um, uh, then uh, when the Maquis crew... Uh, was also stranded in the Delta Quadrant along with the Voyager crew and the two crews melded. And then eventually, pretty soon on, uh, Belana was made uh, chief engineer on Voyager. So that's a little summary of Belana. I love her um, because I think she's so uh, passionate and dedicated uh, and uh, purposeful. You know, like... uh, like she, she was kind of hard-headed, but that worked, that served her purpose in so, so many times, you know? I mean, it, it was also, like you said, to her detriment. She's a complicated character, and I love that about her. Um, she was not written in a simplistic uh, format, in a simplistic way. She was a fully realized human being. So I love that about her. And what about uh, Naomi Nagata? Naomi Nagata is the engineer on the Rastinati, Um uh, in the expanse, she's amazing. Sabrina, go ahead. I, I know, you know, this is the, uh, as I just said about Voyager not, you know, being into that show when I when it first came out. Um, I didn't even want to watch the expanse when that first came out, so I knew nothing. People were telling me I was gonna love it, you're gonna love it, you're gonna love it, and so I didn't get into the, uh, the expanse until this 2020. You know, during the pandemic, it was just like, okay, let me just finally watch The Expanse and loved it. I love Naomi Nagata. I, I, it's so different from Star Trek. It has such a, a, a it, it has such a different way of telling stories and what they're talking about that I absolutely fell in love with it. And I love the, the grittiness, the realism. And Naomi is the bomb. I mean, she could just fix everything. You want to talk about a MacGyver? Now, that's one MacGyver. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes so naomi is self-educated um she grew up uh as in a poor belter family if you haven't watched the expanse um there are the earthers uh the martians the folks who left earth to colonize mars and the belters folks who live in space and um work mining asteroids and, and uh, they're basically the poor folks you know um The Belters are the disenfranchised population of the future in the expanse. And Naomi is one of them. Uh, She grew up, uh, uh, she was orphaned, and she 
basically she was, like I said, she was self-educated and then she earned multiple advanced degrees. <laughs> you know, this woman knew how to run her stuff. You know, she is just no joke. You know, she talk about um, self-motivated and a will to succeed and a will to uh, persevere and get better and grow. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yvette, do you have any general first impressions of Naomi? So, uh, because Yvette is coming new to the expanse, she's she agreed wonder graciously. <laughs> Just so that we would have three voices in here, wouldn't be Sabrina and Tamia saying, We love Naomi. <laughs> she agreed graciously to watch some Naomi episodes with It was us. not very gracious. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I watched um, the first season, season uh, first season episode two, and then the f- finales, the last three episodes. Um, it was I I, I enjoyed Naomi's storyline. What I saw, um, she did remind me of Balana a lot. Um, you know, five seasons, so I, I was no way I was gonna get that done in a small amount of time. <laughs> but um I, I I do understand why you want to do something on her, uh, because she does seem like someone I would want to know more of more about. Um she seems like she's very messy, got a messy life also, which is cool because that's how you make stories work. Um but the the expanse on a whole it, it takes a lot to. It, it, I'm gonna have to watch more. I'm. I'm not gonna say anything bad. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> uh, I, I completely <laughs> understand. I tried to watch The Expanse yeah. three times before yeah. I got past episode two. And yes. The whole reason was um, the look of it, the tone. Yeah. I I wasn't getting it. It was the just guy like, in the oh hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, episode two scared the bejesus out of me. I didn't okay. like, I didn't like how real it was. You know, uh-huh. I like my sanitized Star yes. Trek where people don't throw up in their helmet. They don't throw up in their evac, you know, right. <laughs> evac right. suit. It, this doesn't happen. You know, this is, you know, the inertial dampers and, you know, yeah. there's no Nobody seat gets belts. Nobody sick in, in Star I, Trek. I, yeah. I don't know if that was it because I kind of, that was the that was the thing that I liked about it that it was oh. very different from Star Trek because I, I don't like shows that try to be like Star Trek. Star Trek is Star Trek, and that's it. So, but I, I do, I did appreciate the fact that it was very different. But the problem was I just didn't have enough time to really get into it. Like I, I once I watch start watching something, I want to finish it. So mm. it, I think I was off kilter watching it because I knew I yeah. wasn't going to really be able to find out, but I, I do understand. Ass. I do understand why you would want to um, highlight this woman because uh, she was of everything I saw. I mean, she did the, she did the thing, you know, she saved the ship, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> she really you're did. You're just going to put the big E on this one. That's right. <laughs> so she saved the ship, the friends, the, the, the other ships, you know, she, she knew what she was doing and, and the way she did it. I mean, I hate to do spoilers. I don't know if anybody's seen all of this, but I mean, she, she jumped out of the ship. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know, maybe not a fan of the expanse, but Naomi. Right. That's not the only time. But I, I knew imagine. that if we could get to that point, if we could yeah. show you that, 
yeah. that you would become a fan of Naomi Nagata. Yeah. You, sh- you know, you saw my face was like, Listen, I mean, she 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 does some stuff. In fact, I would say I think I like The Expanse so much because they have a plethora of strong women and they're women of color in all through that show. And so I I love watching it because you just you just never know what's going to what's going to happen. I mean, Kamina Drummer is my other girl, but we're not here to talk about her. But um, we'll have to do a show about the expanse because I love it. But going back to Naomi, I, I the first time I saw episode two, I didn't like Naomi because I was like, who is she? What is the world? Because she got up in Holden's face right from the beginning. And Holden was supposed to be the captain of that the night shuttle. That was it. He was the, the head No, <laughs> Naomi was going to tell him, listen, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And he lo- and just got in his face. And she was right. Yeah. And well, what, that was the great, I, the great setup that, that, that uh, episode was the great setup for, and I'm, like I said, I didn't see the whole thing, but I could tell that was the setup for who she was, who she was. And yeah. it was showing you, you know, her potential and what to expect from her. Um, I think the line that I loved was um, she was telling everybody what to do. Like, I think she was telling them to get the batteries or something from everything. And she says, I'm sorry. Were you expecting a back rub? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, yes. 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 They just all stood there looking at her. Nobody's yeah. moving. Oh, you I definitely had to say that a few <laughs> times because I, uh, you know, I deal with a lot of men. So in my job. So, yeah, I've had, to, you know, I tell them what to do and they sit, they just look at each other. I'm like, you know, I have to make some kind of, I won't say it because human resources will come for me, but I'll say something, <laughs> you know, some, something like that. So Yeah, she just was looking at him like, we're about to die here. What are you all waiting for? <laughs> right, right. Oh. Like, come on, you guys. I mean, I love that episode, too, because she really seizes control. And at that point in the game, uh, Holden wasn't captain. You know, there was no identified uh, chain of command. And um, so she filled the void. She stepped up. Well, she, he was the first did, officer of the camp. He was the first officer, but he but they weren't on the camp anymore. No, you know, and he had just become the first officer on the camp. On and the he wasn't even sure he wanted that be holding be in right, And he wasn't treating it seriously either. And uh, so, you know, Naomi, who had all this experience and time out there in space and grew up in space, knew the seriousness, recognized the danger of the situation that they were in and and was used to saying, like, you know, hey, we don't have time to screw around. You guys get your heads out your butt. Let's go. You know, and 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 she rightfully took control of that situation and kept saying, my favorite line was a. you're a medic. Act like one. Yes. <laughs> Shed. Shed is so, so gone. I mean, he's the first one to go off on the ship. You know, they had to give him a piece of gum or whatever that was. I know it was I something know to calm was, him yeah. down, but yeah, they had to give him something. They had to give right. him something. I say, if you haven't watched The Expanse yet, uh, please go back and watch season one, episode two, The Big Empty. Actually, go back and watch the whole thing. And actually, if you haven't even, if, even if you don't watch it, read the books. I'm telling yes. you, the books for the, expan- on, the Expanse on which the show is based are amazing. I mean, they're stunning. And a part of the reason why early, expan- in my opinion, why early Expanse, season one, uh, season two, is difficult for people is because they are so faithful to the books 
and you are mm-hmm. bludgeoned with detail in this new world. It's, it's, com- it's a completely unfamiliar world, and you're trying to absorb all of it at one time. It's so rich in detail. Um, and, and, I mean, the, ho- the whole world is so fully realized that your eyes can't take it all in. Mm-hmm. And, and, then you, and then you add on to that a new language, a Creole language at that. So it sort of sounds like you're hearing familiar sounds. They're put together in unfamiliar ways. The patterns and rhythms of the speech are different. You know, it's a, and it's just, a, it can be overwhelming. And that I had to watch early seasons of the expanse multiple times. I still do. And I'm still catching stuff that I missed the first time around, but I recommend people to stick with it because the stories are worth it. The characters are worth it. The payoff is worth it. And the, the, the producers get much more uh, adept at writing for television as opposed to writing a novel. From the book. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. I agree with you, Boss Mang. Yeah. <laughs> Sasuke. Sasuke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, still be a belter if I was out there. But um, going, going back to, uh, I want to talk I, about Balana for a second right, again. That's I where I wanted back. to go. Yeah, because you said something, and I and I thought of this earlier um, when I was sort of going over my notes, and you said that she and always everybody always says it, and she says it too, that she got kicked out of Starfleet Academy, but she's a contemporary pretty much of Worf, right? She's in the same immediate time. They 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 left Deep Space Nine. You know, Worf was either coming or just about to get there when they left. So they're only you know they're a few years apart and. The Starfleet thing, and we know Worf is the first Klingon that went to Starfleet Academy, so she couldn't have been more than what the second, maybe the first. So I think you know the fact that she dropped out of Starfleet Academy, or you know, was Belana had a problem. I think Belana might have had a problem, but it might have been somebody else's problems on top of her problems. So I think she might have had a very hard way to go at Starfleet Academy, and I'm making this up. I don't know if there are books. I'm just extrapolating. But <laughs> I just want to give, you know, I just want to say, you know, I think there might be more to it than she dropped out. Because we know she didn't flunk out. No, well, she did not know, flunk out. Okay, no, that's not what happened. We know, that, we know that she has, she's already straddling these two very different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, she's half Klingon and half human, you know, and, um, so she already doesn't fit in anywhere, right? So she I'm just saying the that there could have been some people there that were bad, bad rules. <laughs> this is well. I'm saying that in her, amongst her peer group, and amongst yeah. uh, the people, not even at admirals or 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 professors. I'm right. talking about like on the day to day, going to eat in the cafeteria, you know, or people, you know, living with the roommate who's like so sensitive like why do you have to be so mean oh my god you know i've dealt with that before just because i come from a place where people are very forthright and then all of a sudden i'm around somebody who is not used to plain speaking and all of a sudden you're hurting somebody's feelings and they're like oh wow you know um i'm thinking that there was probably a lot of that going on too i'm I'm thinking that it was and and also you have to realize with balana she has a lot of self-hate so right. I have that a, written down in my that notes. Is, that is a big deal when it comes to because everything I know about Bolana and Starfleet Academy is that she never failed a course. She almost failed one, uh, so she didn't even. It wasn't even like she was even close to being kicked out. You know, she was a star 
Um, she was, a, I think she was an athlete and uh, she was, you know, she could have done it if she just stayed with it. So I don't know if she was actually had problems with anyone. But I think the problem was mostly herself where she doubted herself every time, you know, someone might've been hard on her, but they might've been hard on her because she was such a, you know, a star pupil or they were hard on her because she was a good athlete. Coaches are always harder hardest on their talented players um you know that's just the way well me and sabrina know because we play a sport you know the coach if you're if you're good at what you do you know the coach is always counting on you and then you internalize that um but i think and then balana has a lot of issues with who she is so i i i don't know if i go with the fact that she might have had people i mean we're all I don't, th- I don't care who you are. You, you had people who were going to be, you know, against you in, a, in an environment like that. That's an academy for, uh, you know, the best of the bunch. So everybody's competing. But um, being the best, because from everything I remember, she was the best. Uh, but she doubted herself because she really had a lot of self-hate. So I, I think she probably hurt herself more than anybody else did the hurting. Yeah, and I think Janeway had a lot to do with bringing that out of her. I, I, I That's what I meant when I said I love the way they wrote the relationship between Janeway and Bellana. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was her, I, I love the scenes, and there's one in uh, Prototype, where the two of them are just geeking out. You know, they're yes. just like, yes. oh, you know what? We could do this, 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 this. Yes. We could, oh, yeah, you, one, how about, yeah. and you know what else? Oh, my God. I think, I think Bellana was telling the captain that she had done it, that she had created that, that prototype and that it woke up and that it was asking for programming. And the look on Bellana's face yeah. was just, I freaking did it. And Janeway was like, girl, I know. <laughs> right. it, was, it was nerd joy. That's it right. was, I love that That's about right. two of them when they would get into their little techno babble scenes. Yeah. Go off. <laughs> it was, it was cool because you knew how much, you know how much of a scientist uh, Captain Janeway is. And then to have Bellana, uh be there with her, you know, just enjoying that as two little girls, you know, who love science. It was, I, I thought it was a joy to watch. It absolutely is. I, I wrote that, actually wrote that in my notes too. Like every time they started, we're starting to finish each other's sentences, mm-hmm. you know, about like, and we could do da 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 and da da da. You know, I was like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. That. Just <laughs> and then the rest of the crew was just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. They're looking at each other like, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever. A creepy Vork was probably around the corner going, yes. <laughs> I would have thought of that like in another five right. minutes. Well, I mean, and because she they, that started in in Parallax in yeah. season one, we saw that um, really clearly. The two of them geeking out together and vibing off of each other, to you know. But that was Bellana who was really leading the thought on on uh, in a unique and creative way on how to get out of the situation. That was her her the beginning is of us seeing her MacGyver a situation mm-hmm. and, yeah. and save the ship, you know, the ship. <laughs> <laughs> again, <God>. again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Again. Well, that's what the, that's what she was a true Starfleet engineer. Cause that's what they do. You know, well, I mean, how many times is the enemy said, uh, 
I don't know who you got. You got one of those Starfleet engineers up your sleeve. You know, I know they could fix anything. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't matter whether it was you know the enemy coming at them or some anomaly. Right. <laughs> so you know, before we before we uh, go too deep into off onto another tangent, I want to go back to um, what what similarities did you all see between the two women, and what differences did you see? One thing I loved about both of these women is that they were natural geniuses. They were not alien. They didn't have any enhancements. They didn't have board technology. They were just dead up smartest one in the daggone room. And I <laughs> love that about them. They were both brilliant from the crib. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Absolutely. I, I like the fact that they were fleshed out characters. Um, smart women that were fleshed out. I mean, unfortunately, you only see that in sci-fi, it seems. But they were really, re- like, like Sabrina said, they were really, really smart. And they had a story. You know, we knew about their story. They were human beings or half human beings. You know, they were they were beings that lived. And we saw that. And they were, and they had these jobs that you had to be in- incredibly smart to have. Yeah, and and I just I love everything about that. I mean, because you see that with the guys. I think I think Sabrina was saying with Scotty. He was the engineer. We knew he was the engineer, but that's all we knew. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think we knew too much more. But these two women, and even the very little that I saw about Naomi, I did find out a lot about her. That she had a you know a son, and she had you know there was all kinds of stuff going on in that ship, and they loved each other. You know, she had a Holden was her man or was her, wasn't her man, was her man. They always pick pick these corny guys, though. That's the only problem I have. Both Milana and Naomi went for the corny, corny guy. Yes, they did. That is another similarity. They sure did. Yeah, what is that about? Those corny guys are really endearing, though. They are. They really are. I like the corny guys, personally. You know, I mean... A lot of those guys had their backs. I don't know. Oh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Definitely, you know, definitely. See, I, you I know don't. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. That because they definitely had their backs, and they. You need somebody like that when you're that strong. And and both of those guys, Paris, Tom Paris, and and James Holden, absolutely love the fact that these women were smarter than they were. That's right. And they listened to them. They were like, okay, babe, what are we going to do? Right. You know, and not that they were looking for their women to bail them out of every situation, but the fact that as a, as a pair, as an item, as a couple, they all complement, they complemented each other really well, you know, because those relationships were based and founded on respect, you know, and and those men really exhibited that. Like, okay, so she's probably going to be right a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Um, when I was thinking about these women, I wrote down, like, for Bellana, I wrote down caring, smart, undaunted, ingenious, fiercely loyal. And then for Naomi, I wrote down almost the same exact words caring empathetic brilliant persistent genius you know and fiercely loyal you know i mean they they, both of them have these um deep wells of loyalty like they they, that's where they operate from it's like they find out who their peoples are and then 
everything else, all the other choices are made accordingly, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, you know, they do everything for the people that they love. Right. Everything. So, you know, Bellana was so Chakotay when they, when that show started that mm-hmm. she could not understand, you know, Janeway was now going to be it. And it took her a while to get on the Janeway train. But once she yeah. was there, yeah. You know, loyal. there was no, you there couldn't was nothing. Shake her. That's mm-hmm. right. Couldn't shake her at all. That was that you was know. her captain now. But seen... Sorry. No, I was just saying she had some issues. Like you say, that loyalty was so tough to her captain being Chicote that transferring it over was just like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> right. right. And Naomi, you know, back in Naomi's history, she was fiercely loyal to the Belters. And to their cause, um, yeah. uh, even to the point of loving the man who then became the revolutionary slash terrorist leader, um, mm. you know, uh, and being fiercely loyal to him, you know, uh, until until he turned out to be completely abusive and she had to run for her life. You know? <laughs> but she did. Yeah, you know, it was that. There was that. <laughs> there was that, you know, um, that. But then when she finds a new family you can't shake that loyalty and that foundation. And that's really exhibited in those last three episodes of season five from the expanse that she does. Everything she does is to try to save that, the crew of the Rasanati, her, her new family. That was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. I've never seen anything. I've never, I, you know, I, you guys know that I always say that they're all, it's all the same stories. Um, It's just how they present them, but this was different. This, I, I enjoyed the. I'm glad I looked at. I wish I would have seen more of it. You know. Don't worry. You can go back. No, no, not, not that I'm gonna. Don't no. We're, <laughs> we're not gonna. We're, I'm not watching five seasons of The Expanse. I have Star Trek. There is 800 hours of Star Trek and four time timelines. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But I, I, I'm, I won't sit here and say I did not enjoy um, The Expanse because I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally dope. And what about what differences did y'all see in them? Like key differences that stood out between the two characters? I think we touched on it a little bit. It was, um, you know, Bolana's self-hatred mm-hmm. versus Naomi being very confident. I thought Naomi, she knew clearly who she was. Um, even I think when she just didn't know who Marco was. She knew who she was, mm-hmm, but she just didn't right. know who Marco was. Um, so she she always knew what she wanted to do. She was getting tricked and betrayed, but Bellana had this inward thing that she was just, you know, like we saw it when she was uh, when she got pregnant, and she wanted to erase that Klingon stuff from her child. I mean, she's just like you said, Yvette. She has a real streak of self hatred that even Tom was trying to help her get over. That I think that's the biggest difference. Oh, so yeah. deep. I mean, so many people can relate to that. It was every time I look at that, I I have to. It's it's cringeworthy uh, mm-hmm. watching that episode, but it's also something that you know we all have to look at because I'm assuming I know I I've had self hate for you know when especially when I was younger, uh, yeah, for many different things. But um, to look at that and to to have to remember that's how I how I used to feel and then watch that. It's still kind of cringeworthy because you have to think about some of the things you're like, Oh, I used to really not like that part about me. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it was, it, it's pretty, that's a, that is, and I always think about Bellana when I, when I remember that, yep. you know, she, 
I, guess, I think that's why I like her so much because of mm-hmm. all of that stuff that she just her character brings out of out of the viewer, you know. But um, I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see enough to see that. Um, I always everything I saw about Naomi was very confident. Um, I saw that in just those few episodes I watched. Um, is extremely confident also when it comes to her work. Absolutely. Um, but when it comes to her, you know, that's where you see her lose that confidence. Yeah. I think one of the, um, one of the things that I loved about Naomi, I think the, and I don't think we, it was monsters and the monsters and the rocket, I think it's the one where they're on the, uh, they're trying to get off of Arrow Station again, or no, right. they're trying to get off Ganymede. Ganymede. Mm-hmm. And there's like 300 people on this dock, and the ship can only take 50 people. And the people that are on the ship, Naomi being one of them, and Amos and the pilot, they're like, don't open the door. We're not even taking the 50. We got to get out of here because if we open that door, we, they're all going to come in here. We only have enough air for 50. And she puts herself in front of that door. I mean, I can't even watch that episode without wow. tearing up because I had so many big tears. Oh man. At that moment. She's like, this is not going to happen. I so she said, I've seen, she said I was on the last ship that got that left arrows and I didn't do enough that that's Naomi. I didn't yeah. do enough. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Absolutely. we've heard be at Balama. <laughs> no, no, I think we have not yet. No, we, we never got a chance to, you know, the, I mean, Belana wasn't in a, a, a completely sort of parallel sort of situation as Naomi right, has right. been in, uh, but you know, but in her in the smaller microcosm, you know, Belana really fought for her crew. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, we, we didn't have her being like, yeah, I'm going to hold back this tide of humanity and only fifty-two of you all are I was getting like, on here. He's in danger. <laughs> You're in danger, girl. Wow, Naomi, get out of there. She's like, no, I'm going to open the door. No. <laughs> wow. But um, I did I did just really love that about the two of them, that they just really would sacrifice themselves for that crew. You know, even in Dreadnought, Belana gets, yeah. she gets in that thing and she's like, I have to now, first of all, she's the one to cause the whole issue. Right. Um, right. <laughs> There's that. Being too, being too smart for our own good. There's, there it is. Well, you know, that was one of the things that I was going to say, just to go back really quick before, like, it was the, one of the differences that I saw between the two characters. Often, as much as Belana doubted herself, there was also this pride thing that really got mm. in her way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was, a, and, you know, it's like, I can do it. I can do anything, you know, and, and to the point that, like, not recognizing, being realistic about the limits of her capabilities sometimes or how her actions were going to affect other people, you know, yeah, and right. that's not a, that's not an issue that you see with Naomi. You know, Naomi is much <sighs> more aware. Well, okay. Okay. <sighs> Now, well, it's not, not an issue this in the same way. In the same way. Naomi did go through a situation where she did what she wanted to do. Yes, she but did. She, but it wasn't like out of pride, though. Right, right. But did makes decisions sometimes based simply on the fact that she knows that she can do it and she wants to do it. Right. And damn be the consequences. Now, the situation with Balan, I mean, with uh, Naomi, 
was she really felt like she was doing what was the right thing to do yeah she's too emotional and empathetic and she's like yeah it wasn't a prideful thing yeah it wasn't it wasn't pride in being an engineer which is what got her Bellano in trouble with prototype which got Bellano in trouble with the dreadnought which got Bellano in trouble with the you know with the the other Borg baby you know like like, what's the one where they found the little the Borg thing and she was going to I don't know. She was doing something oh, with it. One. Okay. Yeah, one. yeah. She she always thinks she knows she can you know she can yeah. she can figure this out and she doesn't know that these ramifications. She's not thinking all the way forward no, about the ramifications not, of not what this is going to do. Yeah. She's an engineer, right. you know. She's just trying to fix shit. I just want to turn it on. Right. <laughs> Sorry, ship. Ship. <laughs> 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 But yeah, but I love her anyway. That's my girl, Belana. If Belana, okay, I gotta, you know, I don't know. Either one of them, I would take either one of them in a. I take Belana in a firefight though, any day. That's what I take Belana in a firefight, no doubt. Yeah, (laughs) you know, but if I was like gallivanting through space on Sunbra's orchestra, and and the bus was breaking down. Uh, I would want Naomi. Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would want Naomi uh, and some, and some in that specific situation. Uh, yeah. Is that the first time Sunra has been uh, spoken of on the? And it won't be the last. I hope it's not the first time, but it's certainly yeah, it certainly won't be the last. That's for sure. Because I'm always traveling on Sunrise Orchestra through them hey. spaceways. We travel hey, hey. the spaceways from planet to planet. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one things I wanted to go back to with um, Bellana that you were uh, mentioning was this self hate. You know, the, the these parts of ourselves and how we learn self hate. You know, Bellana learned self hate through growing up as being other in mm-hmm. a, a human world. She was half Klingon. She was other. Right. She wasn't the same as everybody else. And you know how kids are and they learn that from their parents. Like kids don't automatically know that there's something different. You know, they just like whatever. Uh, Parents are the ones who teach judgment associated with differences. Right. And she learned that as a child and had a chip on her shoulder that was huge because she went through some stuff. Right. Um, And I see that resonating so much in our lives today as as black women and and our just on this panel the the very the varied experiences that the three of us have had growing up based on our backgrounds you know and i'm a mixed child and was never at home in one culture or another culture and was never quite accepted in in one or other place either place you know and i so i identify a lot with balana that way sure. but you know the it, it's really interesting to me what the the struggles of these women and how they relate to black women's experiences today. You know, so I wonder what else you might have seen um, outside of that self hate, because or talk to that, speak to that self hate and how it manifests today, or other experiences that you've seen with these two characters that you can relate back to our experiences today. Well, I think for you, you pretty much said it about um, Bolana, and I can understand that too because I'm a person that went to all white schools. I was like, you know, one of two black kids in the school, and so that was that was an interesting day. And it was it was fine. You get you get used to it, but it's it's a thing, you know. The people don't 
get how hard it is to be around all these other types of people all day long for years. But um, what I think about Naomi is that the fact that she was a belter and the belters always grew up on, in you know, zero G or they, they have uh, artificial gravity. And so in this story, their bones are more brittle. They are not used to one G or walking around on earth and watching Naomi struggle to fit into her earthers world. Wasn't even that Jeholden was white and Naomi wasn't, it wasn't even that she was from the belt. He was from earth mm-hmm. and she loved him and she was going to do whatever it, took to fit into his world even though it was killing her (laughs) you know she could not do it and i i wonder you know that kind of resonated with me watching you know trying to date someone that was in another world and trying to be in that world and just like just burying yourself and not admitting that you're not happy and you're not having a good time just want him to be happy that really got me and i you know i think we don't have to go through that kind of crap anymore and Naomi gave it up and Holden was like babe this is killing you we gotta get out of here we we out but um, she she didn't say anything she just suffered through it and I just thought Mm -hmm. how many women have done this number Mm yeah yeah I I mean my self hate is a little different I mean I, I grew up with the name Blackman and to me, as you know, I, we all grew up in the 70s and people weren't happy about being black in the 70s. That's right. So mm-hmm. uh, my name, uh, though I was very proud of it because I, I come from, you know, people who are very proud of their their legacy and both both sides. And I was always taught to love that name and love being black. And, uh, but I had to deal with people who didn't have. So my self-hate actually came from other people's self-hate of who they are and they try to put that on me and for a while I think I I was trying to fight that but I I, I did it was you know it was something I had to deal with like I hated my name so much Mm -hmm. after a while because you know it was like black you're so black black mom you know I had to deal with that right I mean it was it's it's childish to Mm -hmm. but still you know that's something that you know, I had to, I think it made me a stronger person, but it's something that I always, that's still there because it was tormenting. Um, I wasn't one to back down from a fight or anything, but, you know, it was, it was a lot of my fights in the schoolyard was because of my last name. Oh, um, wow. And as you see that I, being ma- I was married, but I still keep my last name. That's how, because of that, I guess that makes me even more proud of that name. Um, it has a lot of history to it, and you know, it's not all good history, but it's not all bad history. It's it's life, you know. It's what the people that had that name had to do to to survive. So, yeah. you know, I love that history. I love, the, but like, a, the, it's it's like Bologna. I mean, it, it's my family. It's something that happened. Uh, that, that I'm, I want to be proud of, but people who had uh, self-hate tried to put that on me because I guess I was proud of it. I don't think they liked the fact that I wasn't, I was proud of being black and, you know, I was, wasn't, you know, I wasn't very dark either at the time. So right, that didn't right. either, <laughs> you know, so I can, you know, even though it was a totally different situation, you know, I got it, that, that message rang to me you know I when she when she was going through that especially when she was trying to change 
her baby that I, I cried. I was like, Oh my God, how would, why, why would you want to do that? But then you realize that that self-hate is deep because you don't want that to come. You don't want your child, you know, the person you're bringing into the world to have that self-hate. And I, you know, I have, I have children that I make sure that they understand what it's like because I have mixed children. So, um, their heritage on both sides is very important to me and their father. So, because I don't want them to have self-hate, you know, Uh it's huge. I mean, I I think about it now and I realize how much, you know, it did affect me. And I guess that's why when I watched that one, it's, you know, it cringe, I cringe, but I never turned it off or anything because, you know, it's, it's deep. It's a really deep deep episode. episode. And when we have our show that's dedicated to Belana Torres, herself we're going to go deep into that episode yeah, um, we have and, to, yeah yeah it's an important episode for all of us it resonated with all of us on this show yeah. and i've listened to some other shows where coming from other perspectives and uh people who are from different cultures that don't get it at all they don't understand what's going on there and and they watched it with a sense of judgment mm-hmm. that definitely comes from somebody who has never had to deal with that uh, with these issues before. So we're definitely going to get to that show and, and talk about it and go into it. Cause it, that needs a sci-fi sister spin. It does. You know, you it know really for sure. We, we need to sure. get Roxanne Dawson on here to yeah, talk about that right. show. <laughs> Roxanne, if you're listening. And I know, know you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wanted I, the, one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this show with these two women was especially in the political climate and what we've just gone through in this country um, with the election that we just had. And, you know, uh, that we Democrats won that election on the backs of black women uh, as so as with many other elections and election cycles that we've gone through. And again, it's, it's rather unsung. So even though we have a, a black woman as a vice president, in the White House, but um, needs of Black women and efforts by Black women just often go so completely ignored, you know, and it's kind of similar, in my mind, at least, to the efforts of the engineers, you know, engineers make the ship run and get everybody out of the bad situations, but engineers don't always get the medals, you know, engineers don't always... um, aren't necessarily always at the staff briefings, you know? <laughs> like engineers aren't getting like, you know, people are not uh, in, in, in throughout Starfleet halls talking about, you know, who's my favorite engineer on the ship, you know, <laughs> you know, some oftentimes they can uh, really be uh, the unsung heroes, you know, and I think it's really vitally important that we have these two women of color, even though in the representation, even on the show, even though on the show, it's not the issue that this not that they're women of color, but for right. us to see women of color, us and our, and our daughters mm-hmm. and our daughter's daughters mm-hmm. and everybody else out there to see these fully capable, intelligent, brilliant women, you know, doing their thing and, and fighting for what's right and fighting for the people that they love is, is vitally important, you know, to call it out. And say, look what the look at the capabilities. Look what these women are capable of, and look who they're doing it for. Representation matters, right? It's it's everything. I think that you know it means so much as to why uh, those two characters 
are more important to me now. I mean, especially Belana Torres is more important to me now than I recognized her being when Voyager first came out. Voyager is more important to yes, me now I than I recognized I it being when yes. it first came out. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, I think I said this on the last podcast we did that I was nursing my oldest child when, when uh, Voyager came out, I would, sit on the couch we would come out of the room her first few months and watch voyager while i was nursing her and i never forgot that because you know it was like wow these are like these things are all happening at the same time you know i'm bringing this little girl into the world and there's a a fully fledged uh series dedicated to this um this female captain you know it was it was at that time, that was that was a big deal, you know. It's like, huge. wow, look at this. Yeah, it's still kind of huge uh, if you think about it. Um, and now that same kid is watching uh, Michael Burnham sit on the sit in the, on her own, you know, not not me telling her to watch the show. That's a show that she likes, and she's watching that show now, you know. So, you know, just like the engineers, you know, I I try to keep STEM steam in my house to make sure my girls know that that's the way to go. And, and because I want them to use their, their brains instead of their looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that all came from, you know, raising them in a, a time when girls were really looked at a little differently. Not that it was great, but it's better now, but it definitely got the ball rolling, rolling back then. Yeah. And Bellana was a big deal. I mean, she actually looked like, the people in my house, you know, um, Janeway didn't, but she was, she was a woman and she was a captain and we were okay with that, you know, but Belana was there and that made a difference, you know, that helped along because at least there was somebody smart and capable um, on that ship that the little girls in my house could look at and say, Oh, I look like her. Mm-hmm. And, and what I loved about these two characters, too, is that both Roxanne Dawson and Dominique Tipper are, are gorgeous women. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, never yeah. The, yes. that's never the thing. You know, right. it's right. that their, their brains, their their strength, yes. their empathy, mm-hmm. all these other characteristics, even though they are. Listen, I wanted Naomi's hair. I wanted that. Oh, haircut. my gosh. Oh, my I God. Want hair. I, want I even hair. want the tats. <laughs> I, that's the only pad I would ever have, that neck pad of Naomi's. I would do that. Yes, I would do that. But, um, you know, these women came out and they are just like, yeah. And that's what I like about it because a lot of times when you have really, really smart women in a show, yeah. they are geeky. They are not attractive. They cannot deal in society. They're like, you know, big bang kind of mm-hmm. thing going yeah. on. And these women have, like you said, they're messy. They got guys after them. You know, nice. they're gorgeous. They, they can handle their business. They also just happen to be freaking brilliant. You know? mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I loved about them. They were complete and, you know, they could go up against any other person on that ship and get, get the geeky guy, get, yeah. get Boy Scout. Right. <laughs> just like, just like if they put a, usually they put a guy in that role, you know, the guy who saves the ship, the guys that save the ship aren't geeky looking there. You know, they're gorgeous. You know, they're, uh, you know, Captain Kirk looking star, uh, you know, Superman looking guys, you know. So if you're going to save the ship, you got to look good. So that's 
That's what I like about that. My trip on Enterprise. I love you, okay. Tripper. So okay, let me I'm, ask I'm you guys. Right. <laughs> you all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. You need a moment? I, I'm good. Okay. All right. Because we got. Okay. All right. <laughs> I say that and then I think about Miles O'Brien. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking that. You Sorry. see how I, just I was looking at that. you I'm like, like uh, oh, well. okay, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but maybe nobody's cuter effect. than Jordy LaForge. I don't well, know. Well, you got that right. Okay. Nobody's cuter than LeVar Burton, period. Oh, my God. And as, he ages, as he ages, hey. what? Hey. He is looking fine. Hey, ma'am. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at him the other day. I was like, oh, Dang, I he know, just this... aged like a wine. I mean, <laughs> right? everybody on that show just aged very well. I don't know if they all got with the salt plastic. and pepper. It yeah, just looks mm-hmm. good, LeVar. Mm-hmm. You're looking good. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, the sci-fi sisters, you got a thing about engineers. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We like LeVar smart boys good. and women. <laughs> we like smart boys and girls. Oh, we like smart boys. I like smart boys. <laughs> So I got a question for you guys. One last question before we really wrap this thing up. These women um, that we get to see on television, uh, Belana Torres, these characters, Belana Torres and Naomi Nagata, Uhura's legacy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all Uhura's legacy. I mean, like I always said, she came first. So everybody stands on her shoulders. And that's, she went back to Starfleet Academy and she recruited these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. Right. No, Michelle <laughs> Nichols recruited Michelle Nichols recruited all of them back in two thousand whatever, and that's how they all started from there. Uh, yeah, and I'm saying that that the horror <laughs> went back. Right. <laughs> she recruited okay. these. Balana said, I want to be like Lieutenant. Horror. I want to be just like com- well at that Lieutenant Commander. She might have been a admiral. No, she might have been the the president fleet from that's right. Uh, okay. Picard's from Picard's autobiography. Come on, Evan, give us the, give us the non-canon book stuff. She's the Federation <laughs> president by time. That's I think right. That's on, right. Yeah. The, it, it did say that she was. So the yes, president. yes, this is all Ahura's legacy. Thank yes, you very ma'am. much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, and that's why I brought it up because we, without having a kid, without Gene Roddenberry putting. Uh, a character like Uhura in the center of that screen, right behind the captain. Mm -hmm. And without making her so capable and smart and understanding of all these ship systems and pretty much, and a little bit of an engineer herself, Mm -hmm. you know, we would not have, we would not have Naomi Nagata and we would not have Bellana Torres without her. Absolutely. You know, and I, I really, um, urge you all, if you haven't, seen if you haven't been a fan of voyager or or if you have not been a fan of the expanse if for no other reason than to get become familiar with these two characters that you should give them some time and watch them uh because they are wonderful and i and i think it's been a great uh, a great discussion today on these two characters and um a great intro i mean we really wanted to do this because we know that we're going to have shows dedicated to both of these women on their own later on but we love having uh showing them together and combining a show with these two franchises that are so wonderful uh but yet so different uh and and so so much the same in so many ways too um so that's been a blast <laughs> to cross 
dreams like that. Yeah. And um, and this has been a really fun discussion. I really it appreciate has. you guys. I enjoyed Thank it. you for watching the shows, Yvette. Oh, no worries. I mean, <laughs> just as long as, you know, I, you don't expect me to watch five seasons. <laughs> I do not. I Thank do you not. very much. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I, I definitely would probably watch... Uh, if we do a, 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 a show on Naomi, I would definitely watch more. Awesome. We're going to hold you to that, by the way. Listeners, you heard it. that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, listeners, if you have uh, favorite Bellana or Naomi episodes that you want to discuss with us or you heard something on the show that you'd like to discuss with us, how, Yvette, can you reach out and do that? Well, you can find us on SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. Or you can join the mothership, which is M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. On Instagram, we're Sci-Fi dot Sisters. We're also on Twitter at Sci-Fi Sisters. Thank you. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. (laughs) And... uh, you know, we're proud members of the Trek Geek Network, so you can also find us uh, at trekgeeks.com. And we just want to give a shout out to the baddest engineer in the universe, Dose the Anonymous. Dose. You know how we do about engineers. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a sexy one. He's anonymous, but I know who he is. All right, um, there you go. That's yeah. the bridge crew right there. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you can find him. Uh, he's responsible for all the music you hear on our podcast, as uh, and as well as our engineering. And you can find him at dose the anonymous one at gmail.com. That's D O S T H E A N O N Y M O U S, the number one at gmail.com so with that y'all i want to say ciao bye-bye thanks for listening it's been a great show peace love and hair grease